Big news, friends. Mega has a live show, which we will also live stream. It's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles Saturday, March 16th, and it's a 4 p.m. matinee. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests, so get your tickets now by heading to our website, megathepodcast.com. And if you're a Patreon member, you get a discount. So join us live or virtually on March 16th and get your tickets now. You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door? That little kiss? Well, my freezer makes that kissing noise and I kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient. Delivered right to our doorstep, free shipping, always, and curated customized box plans. It saves me money and trips to the grocery store and I can meal plan for weeks at a time and I got leftovers to boot. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free, that's free, in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good and not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready to Hi, I'm Hallie Levant, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and our community. Ooh, you're going to be blessed by them. Every week, it's a true treat, and it is a true treasure. I'll tell you that right now. Each week, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. Hey, Hallie, how are you? So nice to see you. So good to be here. So good to see you. How are things going over in Climax? Climax this week was awesome. My kids are just so on fire. We spent the afternoon, uh, some of us, just driving around, dropping off ice cream to shut-in seniors. Oh, it's yeah. so good to do stuff for the elderly right now. Oh, actually, Hallie, these are uh, high school seniors oh. that we're dropping off ice cream to because they're shut-in because they can't go to college, actually. Uh, so they're all really oh. depressed. A lot of them yep. won't come out of their rooms. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we just left them ice cream and really just trying to show them that we're praying for them and we want to cheer them up. That is so awesome. I hope you went inside. It's so hot out. You got to stay in the AC. Oh, shoot. Shoot. Especially with ice cream. 
Well, some of them might be getting, you know, some uh, buckets of sweet milk. Um, oh, you just left the ice cream on the porch? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Shoot. Well, that's okay. Old people like hot milk. No, Hallie, the, the high school seniors. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said that. Shoot. Dang it. Shoot. Hmm. Dang it. Well, maybe the high school seniors have some old people seniors living in their house. Oh, hope not. Anyway, how was your week? I wanted to talk about something. I get these awesome forwarded emails a lot. Don't you love getting those? Do you get those? Oh, if it doesn't have three forwards at the beginning of it, I'm like, hey, I don't even really feel like opening it. But if it's got a few forward, forward, colon, whatever, <laughs> I know it's going to be good. It's good. And, these, and as Christians, we're kind of required to be sending this stuff around that other people have said. So we don't have to say it ourselves, but it's well said. That's right. Spread the good word. And I got an awesome one from a friend, 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 from a friend who got it from James Dobson. Oh, amazing. You God know bless. James Dobson. Oh, of course. So I was like, well, now it was all about the election coming up. And I was like, well, now I have some evidence-based stuff to blame my vote on. Oh, he's alive. Yeah. He's oh, alive. really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. I thought, I thought he, I mean, he should have died years ago, but... Uh, maybe he, he's got to be a hundred now, right? Yeah, for yeah, at least. I but mean, he's truly been around forever. Maybe he's doing it posthumously. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe emails from the grave. What yeah. did it say? Oh, it was so awesome. I just I'm like coming up on election day. If people say, "Hey, who did you vote for?" I'm just gonna go. Hey, you know what? Two words. James Dobson. He's an upstanding Christian man. He hasn't even, I think, had a single sex scandal, which is saying something totally. for a Christian guy in the church and all that. And he says the stakes are really high this election year. Did you know that? Oh, no. Yeah, I guess it's real high. He said it's a dangerous time for our 244-year-old republic. Oh. And I said republic. I thought it was a democracy. Right. But I yeah. don't know. Who wants to get into those details? Anyway, he said the choices that we as Christians make on November 3rd will send us down two very dramatic different paths depending on the outcome and the wrong decision could be catastrophic yeah i know so anyway he made this list and i thought i'd share because i thought it was so cool these are critical issues that are, that are at stake for christians for this upcoming election and this should affect your vote number one the fate of the next generation dobson says our young ones are being force-fed a radical agenda that's godless anti-american and sexually perverted Anti-American, really? I don't mind spring rolls. Number two, capitalism versus socialism. He said our nation is built upon a system of free enterprise. Right. And socialism limits enterprise. Right, yeah. Hey, I tell my kids that all the time. I say, hey, you like that phone? You like those shoes? You're not going to get that if you're voting for that uh, AOC, Alexandria, occasionally Castro Cortez. Yeah, right. I've heard of her. That's where she's very scary. And um, you, you, my son Day said the same thing. He goes, Mom... Our nation's not built on a system of free enterprise. Our nation is built upon a democracy, meaning the will of the people, that everyone gets a say. That's what our nation is built upon. Huh. Number three, Dobson says religious freedom. Very important on the ballot. Totally. This is the one that is probably under fire the most. I mean, Christians are absolutely the most oppressed people in the whole world. United States Christians, like Protestant evangelical Christians, are the most oppressed people in the world. Well, Hallie, think of all the rights that they've taken away. Constantly. Constantly. Right. I mean, think of all of that. The, uh, a, a Christian cake artist. Dobson, got, Dobson even gave us an example. He said there was a Christian cake artist right. who almost couldn't not make a cake. Right. And I mean, think about that. It's just <laughs> insane how far we've slipped. It's, it's like putting, it's like we are Nelson Mandela in jail. And think of all the other ones. Then Dobson yeah. said, uh, whoa, uh, the other ones like... um. You know, like, the, you know, think of all the rights that 
have been taken away from evangelicals from, every day, right. everywhere, constantly. You know, like, right. um, like, um, um, what else did he say? Uh, number four, the sanctity of human life. I mean, that's uh, it right there. Right. That's it right there. And um, my son Day was kind of challenging me on this one. And I I said, buddy boy, you're in for it if you want to come at me at this one because I got Jeremiah 1.5 and Psalm 139.13. Totally. These are both very, very um, anti-abortion Bible verses. And Day said, read them to me. And I said, well, Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you and I chose you before I formed you in the womb. And Day said, before? I knew you before I even formed you in the womb. I knew you before you even were even in the womb. So that sounds like it's a Bible verse about um, predestination and reincarnation. Hmm. Is and, there anything about like what's going on currently in the womb? Because that might be a better Bible verse to throw at him. Well, I just said both of those verses say all life is, sac- is a sacred gift from the Almighty God. All life day, all life. And he said immigrants, liberals, Muslims, gay people, mom. And I s- just started ordering because we were at the Wendy's drive-thru. And, um, then he said, Mom, what about um, like Democrats? Are, are their lives are their lives a sacred gift from the Almighty God? I don't know. They're barely human. And I said, you know what? Dobson said that Democrats, they want to allow infanticide. Nobody can argue with infanticide. And Day goes, oh, like God did in Egypt when he killed all the babies? Because uh. God was a pretty prolific in infanticide or, you know what I mean? And um, and, and as I'm trying to order in the, in the drive-thru, Day just starts going, I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you, Dad. Like God's the one who taught us how to kill babies or something. Then he got all my, the younger ones just having fun going, I learned it from you, Dad. Wait, did that mess up the order, though? Because, you know, if they're saying that into the Wendy's drive-thru, I'm not quite sure if you're going to get what you yeah, need. Yeah, I was missing two biggie fries in the end. But by then I'd already pulled all the way down. I'm halfway down Highland and I wasn't going back. Right. So anyway, from Dobson, um, we got number five. This is a big one. Marriage and family. Awesome. Very clear. Very, very clear. The family was God's original building block for society. And I said that to my kids. And they said, well, I thought Dobson said our nation's built on a system of free enterprise. And I said, no, it's built on the marriage and family. You know what I mean? Because radical LGBTQ forces, according to Dobson, they're trying to deconstruct family and marriage. Mm. Just trying to just absolutely destroy my marriage to Lance LeBant. Well, that's what you're going to get with the LGBTs. Number six from Dobson, the judicial system. There it is. Just, yeah, the whole thing. And, and Dobson said that our judges have been acting outside of their authority, bringing us atrocities like so called separation of church and state. And of course, right then, Day goes, well, Dobson says not to be anti-American, Mom. And I said, I'm not being anti-American. And Day said, the separation of church and state is entirely American. And I just, I don't know what to do. Day, I mean, Gray, you're going to have to help me because the thing that Day told me was he said, Mom, none of these things affect you. I said, these affect all Christians. You don't know what you're talking about. Your skull isn't even completely hardened yet. You're a kid. And Day said, Mom, late stage capitalism is as strong as it's ever been, much to the peril of our planet and survival. And I said, darling, please speak English. This is America. Uh, totally. And, um... Day said, we have absolute religious freedom. Nothing's ever threatened Christians. He said, only the Sikhs and the Jewish communities are terrorized. So what's my problem? I've only hit one of those. Right. See? So anyway, Day said, Ma, you've had all your children. Why are you voting about reproductive rights? They have no effect on you. You got to marry the person you wanted to. Why do you care about marriage? And by the way, Roe v. Wade has lasted throughout every single GOP president you've ever voted for in your entire lifetime. And the definition of insanity is to continue to do the same behavior in hopes of it having a different outcome. And I said, what do you want, Day? And he said, 
Mom, I want to vote. I want you to vote for me about things that affect me in my life. I said, these are the things that affect you in your life. He said, no, Ma, I want a planet to live on. I want clean water and air so I can stay, you know, alive. And I want health care and education and a job, you know, things that actually affect our lives. Right. So I just canceled his TikTok account and I'm making him weed the backyard in the heat. Well, you know, the only thing that I've ever heard bad about James Dobson was that weird rumor going around that he um, had one of his ribs removed. Oh, like that satanic guy Marilyn Manson did, too? Yeah. Wow. What, why did he have a rib removed? It was so he could, he could like... He wanted to show that he could make a woman out of it. Oh, really? Right. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good and not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Jesus had 12 men, the crowd is the 12th man in football, and we've got Twin Hills' own football fellow with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our own Coach Pat Dresser. Hey, everybody. Really good to be here. Welcome, Coach. Uh, normally, I'd be doing more interviews about this time, preseason, so uh, it's good to be interviewing again. A lot of the sports networks, you know, not as active right now with everything yeah. going on. That's right. You've uh, you've had a slow start to the season. What with uh, the virus and everything, how are you feeling right now? Are you guys back? Are you back suited up? Uh, are you back on the field? Well, let me let me slow let me slow you down. Uh, we never slowed down. The league slowed down. Okay. And uh, parts of the league and the league commissioner and the Christian Football uh, League in our area, they told us to shut down practices, and we said we we respond to a higher authority. That's right. Uh, as I hope we all do. That's right. And God had left me no messages. Uh, so we did not stop practices. In fact, uh, I, I I said, let's do some more practices. I said, oh, really? if we're all here, if we're all bubbling up here on the field and they're not at, I don't know what they do when they're not at the field, or do they still have arcades? Uh, uh, right. I mean, I think a lot of them have day jobs, but... Right. Well, you know, I, I feel they're safer, so we've been having more practices. Uh, a lot of the other churches... They they shut down, mm. uh, just like a, as if there's some kind of public school or something. 
Now, uh, I have noticed you guys out there now in the morning, you're basically doing a two-a-day practice uh, mm -hmm. all throughout the week and then uh, an extra, the combine practice on Sundays. Um, yeah. So you guys are definitely prepared for when you get to play again. We're also doing some trust exercises. Oh, really? Uh, just, uh, just, 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 uh, I had the, some of the kids spit in my mouth. I said, uh, COVID doesn't exist or it, it does exist, but it's a punishment of evil. And if you're not evil, I don't understand why I would touch you. And so far, so good, huh? So far, so good. I feel like trust exercises for a bunch of believers should just come real naturally because we're a people of faith. And being a faith-based people, not an evidence-based people, we're a faith-based people. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like um, God has a hand of protection on us and our whole campus, frankly. I would like, if I could suggest uh, during services, there be more what I would call prove your faith. Now, Coach, uh, do you have any games now coming up that things are starting to open up a little bit, or are you still doing friendlies with you know yourself? Uh, well, good news is Common Ground Christian Church. They uh, they for they're not going to do the season, so they forfeited the first. They were our opening game, so we're one and zero already, and we awesome. have the season hasn't even started. So that's God saying uh, mm -hmm. whose side he's on anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't really know anything about American football, but what I did really enjoy last year when I did come to a game is is the formations that you guys used were really awesome because a lot of them were in cross shapes or, you know, you mm -hmm. do sort yes. of a, a dove shape. And I like that you use sort of, you know, a lot of imagery, a lot of symbolism on the field. Yes, the crucifix play. Uh, let me talk about that. Most uh, football teams, the lineup with was literally called a line, the uh, right. offensive line, the defensive line. It's a bit boring. Uh, it is. And we line, as you know, a crucifix, the tip of it is uh, small. It only gets wide once you get to where the arms are nailed up. So uh, just we have just the center there on the line, and it looks odd. And then we have uh, three centers. Really? Uh, yeah. It's never been done before. No one's even had two centers. The one center centers it back to uh, what we call center B, and he centers it back to center C, and then that goes to the quarterback who is at the uh, – he is at the uh, crux of the crucifix, if you know what I'm saying there. Right. Yeah. And uh, so uh, other teams don't even know what to do with us, but also there are rules about having to line up a certain amount of people on the line, and we get those penalties right. left oh. and right when we do that formation. Yeah, I've heard the critique is it's a bit snap-happy that you know the ball's being snapped to so many times before it actually reaches the guy that throws the ball. Yeah, but it's confusing, and you know, one of those centers can run each um, anyway, and oh, it's, it's actually quite ingenious. Oh, well, I like when you get Old Testament out there with some of your plays. My uh, son, Day, he was sitting with me in the bleachers one night, and he goes, ooh, Mom, look, this is the burning bush. They're about to run the burning bush. And I could actually see you were in the shape of a burning, and the people at the top, were they were moving the whole time at the top to make it really look like it was on fire. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what we were doing. Other teams, it looks kind of weird. People... Uh, putting their arms and wiggling their fingers up in the air. Uh, our players, that's supposed to represent flames. Yeah. And it's just not a move you see on a on a football field. Use your arms are pushing forward, right. blocking. They're usually right in front of your chest is, is where you're taught. Yeah. Putting your arms up in the air and uh, twiddling your fingers about like uh, the licks of flames. People don't know what to do. Once again, it, it just if I can use this terminology, blows the mind of the other team when they see uh, the flames of the burning bush formation coming towards them. Yeah. Right. Uh, it doesn't protect our players, to be fair, is one of the, is the downside, is they're, uh. they're not able to protect themselves since their arms are 
flailing above their heads. You know, I did have a question about that because, you know, last year, I guess we were really the only team in the entire Christian football league that had suffered three uh, full mm. or partial paralysis on the team or paralysis. I'm not really sure how to how to say that. But are you guys thinking this year, maybe you'll, you know, get a bit more defensive when it comes to the way they hold their bodies? Because it just seemed like, you know, a, a lot of spinal injuries out there last year as they were jumping around with the, you know, fingers in the air. Well, uh, paralysis. Uh, you you say that like that's a negative thing. And, uh, oh, really? Is it? Not other to people you? said uh, w- one of our boys. Uh, he's in a coma still. I call that a Jesus nap. You know? oh, really? I, I I think that's positive. Right. Yeah. It's like wow. I wish I could commune with Jesus while still alive. He right. seems lucky. It's almost like you're creating opportunities for God to miraculously heal these kids. Exactly. That's wow. gonna, I was going to say something like that about the paralysis. It's like that. That's just an opportunity to be first aligned with God. Yeah, yeah. He'll give you a miracle. Exactly. You put it better than me. And the Bible says that nothing is impossible with God, and that has proven to be true in my life, except for amputations. I've, you know, it seems like amputations is something we just don't pray for because it's not going to come back. But pretty much everything else, God can completely handle. Yeah, I I think you can, and that's why when I see some of these other teams being all worried about the virus and shutting down, uh, I just say quitters, that's quitters, right. and we're that's another that's another game we won. And what I've been doing lately, and what I'd like to—that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on the podcast—is any uh any any boys over at the other football teams of the other mega churches in town, uh, if you're at uh old College Park Church, a Life Journey, uh, uh, let's see there, Center Point. Uh, Methodist, uh, Second Methodist, uh, uh, Rocky Hill Lutheran, any any of those mega, you guys come on over. To, uh, if your if your coaches are scared of the COVID, maybe you need to come on over to Twin Hills. That's right. Yeah, come between the hills. That's right. Come right between the hills. We need a new center. <laughs> That's right. Wow. You know, uh, one thing I was thinking about quitting uh, when you said uh, any quitters is, you know, I did know there was some controversy last year because uh, some of the players um, came to me, uh, some of my Climax kids who are, who, are, who are playing and said, hey, Gray, you know, Coach Stresser says he's been married and divorced uh, now five times. And um, I just wanted to ask you, because we want to make sure that these kids know, um, you know, where your heart is. Uh you know, what, what do you say to kids that are saying, Hey, you know, it seems like he's quit a few marriages. Um, what do you say to that? Uh, well, they, whoever would say that, uh, let's get them off the team right away. Let's let's get those kids on the volleyball team. Okay. I'm happy to name names. Not real sport. Okay. Uh, me, once again, you're looking at the wrong side of the, of the, of the glass and how it's full or not. Me being divorced five times from a woman is me at that same time giving my loyalty and devotion to a Christian football team. Oh, oh. that's a great way to look at it. So that's what I was not quitting was my Christian football team. Yeah. Right. And that's what you have to ask me or okay. ask yourself is why did those women leave me? Okay. Why did those women leave because you? Because they didn't believe in the team and me and the reason why I was never home. Oh, I can never do my share of the work around the house or take care of the kids. So, and I guess my only follow-up question would be, why did you quit last year and then come back to the team? Why did I quit last year and right. come back to the team? Uh, we're going to talk about that, huh? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to pry, but, you know, um, sometimes I've just got to pry. All right. Well, American Idol came to town, and, you know, I am somewhat of a crooner, and uh, 
I decided, why not? You get in the line. Uh, uh, my daughter had done it last year, and uh, you know she didn't make the finals. But what do you know? I got in there and I made the finals. And I thought, are they making fun of me? <gasps> uh, uh, I mean, I made the first round, I should say. Uh, and uh, but you never know; they may just pass you through that first round just to, to you know tease you and make fun of you. Uh, but then I passed the second round too. Wow. Really? Uh, doing Johnny Cash. Awesome. Worried, hey. man. All right. And uh, and then I had the meltdown That's when right. I on that next episode when That's I right. didn't like the notes. Yeah. And uh, and then I went to a depression for a while. Then I recorded, tried to become a TikTok star, and I moved in with some twenty-year-olds into a uh, house. In Hollywood, California, wow. uh, with some other TikTok stars, and uh, I got into a relationship with a 22-year-old TikTok star, and that was my fifth wife, but we were only married for three months before anyone else accuses me of anything, and, uh, and then I came back here and back to normal. Wow. It's Hollywood that did it to me, folks. Oh, well, it's a right. wicked place, and I hear that God's going to have a big one strike over there, so the whole thing falls into the ocean I to kind so. of rid the earth of that wickedness in the same way he did um, you know, with Noah and the ark. And I guess in this case, the rest of Middle America will be the ark you know, that saves um, good God-fearing people. Uh, but I, I feel like— um, Thanks for you know, bringing that up. Oh, right. I'm really sorry, but it sounds, well, you know, the one thing that we love to say here at Twin Hills is you can always come back. And I just think that that is an awesome story of, hey, maybe 2019 uh, was a bit all over the place. You know, you tried this singing thing. It didn't quite work. You went, you live with some TikTok stars. That was probably not a great idea. You got married to a TikTok star. Not sure if anyone has ever thought that that was a good idea. And then, But then now you're back and, you know, we are happy to have you because now we've got this awesome, dedicated coach. Yeah, I think of you like Coach Taylor in Friday Night Lights. You know, mm-hmm. he was not a perfect man, um, but you know what? He was inspiring. I didn't see that show all seasons. Did he Did he marry a TikTok star? I guess it would have been Vine at that point. Well, you know, basically Tammy Taylor was kind of a, 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 pro, a proto-TikTok star. If you look at it, you know, back then she, she could have been on TikTok. They just didn't mm-hmm. have it then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought they jumped a shark when that one guy murdered the other guy on the bridge that time. I was like, what's going on? Right, oh, right. Yeah. No spoilers. You know what? You can use this, you know, um, you're a man of God who stumbled, and you can use that with your kids. And you can tell your players that, like, hey, you know what? Nobody's perfect, even football stars. You know, they're all getting head injuries and punching their wives in the face. And, you know, speaking of concussions, uh, you know, what do you think of all that stuff with the helmets and the violence and everything? Uh, once again, I, I find it to be cowardice. Uh, I like the way they used to have the helmets where they're just kind of made out of leather and kind of oh, really? like, yeah, that uh, looked cool, vintage, right? Like you're uh, like you're driving a jalopy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. Um, I was just looking at TikTok. So I'm. I'm noticing you're still on TikTok here because um, I just searched Coach Dresser and it seems like all your TikToks you wear a bit of a leather helmet when you're doing the. When you're doing the songs and the dancing. Well, that's, you're a good dancer. That's pretty cool. Look at that. Yeah, it's not just singing. A lot of people uh, think I'm just all about the singing. But uh, I got a lot of notes on my performance on that one episode that uh, it's not just about stand- standing in one place. And I said, well, I don't remember Johnny Cash ever jumping around stage doing dance routines. That's right. And, you know, the rest of the rant. But uh, it got me to working on my dancing and, uh, you know, bringing a little more element to my singing. And, and how many how many players are on the team? 
Uh, we have uh, we have eleven players. They both they play both ways. Okay, so and you've got nine TikTok followers, so you don't quite have the whole team following you yet. But it seems okay. Like- I, I find that to be a slight. Maybe obviously, if if I was living in a TikTok house, I was a huge TikTok star. I got kicked off of TikTok. Oh no! Oh really? And uh, this is my new account. So oh. let's not act like I've only had nine TikTok stars. This oh, how many time. did the other one have? I was in the TikTok house. Oh right, on Vine yeah. in Hollywood. Wow, Vine and Hollywood. You ever heard of Jojo Siwa? What's that? <laughs> you guys know nothing about TikTok. Sorry, listeners who do. What is that who you were married to? All right. I'm under some uh, court agreements right now to not oh, say really? certain names. But... Oh, okay. you got an NDA. Hey, well, Coach Dresser, I just wanted to tell you that your outburst on American Idol, I don't. I hope you don't feel bad about that because one, that was some great television. And two, I feel like it's in the nature of being a coach. Like Bobby Knight is right here from Indiana mm-hmm. and Bobby Knight's throwing love Bobby Knight. Up. That's right. And I feel like you're a real Bobby Knight for football. I love Bobby Knight. When I was a kid, I wanted to, before I even wanted to uh, even play sports or even thought about coaching, I, I'd, I'd watched a, an Indiana game with my father and uh, Bobby Knight threw a chair in that, uh, threw a chair at one of his old players in that game. And uh, I didn't even know what the game was, but I, I said, Daddy, I want to do that. And he was like, do you want to play basketball? And I said, no, I want to throw the chair. And I, and I would go and work on throwing chairs out in the backyard uh, and just practice my technique. And at first it was hard to even pick up a chair. I was such a little boy, but my muscles got bigger and soon I could... Uh, uh, throw it with just one arm, and then I could do a, a cool little flick. Oh, uh, that is but I, awesome! I, I could, I could, I could fight off five guys with a chair, even even at my age now. And at what point did your muscles get smaller again? Uh, well, it was in when I went to my Jesus nap uh, when I played college football. Oh, so you were in a coma? Uh, well, I don't call it that. I'm in a Jesus nap, but yes, I was when okay. I played football. Uh, I was a, I was a kicker. Most vulnerable of all the positions. Oh, really? I had my own style. Uh, I would leave my leg up in the air for a really long time after kicking. Really? Like a, like when you do a when you do a a big swing with a golf club, you leave the you leave it up in the air while the the, the ball keeps going. You know, right, oh, right. Yeah. Just not to not not to lose your rhythm. I, I'll keep my I'll keep my leg up on the air until the referee makes me get off the field. But it also leaves you in a very vulnerable position to be tackled yeah yeah well i can tell that you emulate bobby knight because i was at the game when you threw the when you were searching for a chair but there weren't any loose chairs because it's all those are all connected Mm -hmm. all along they're all locked to each other and so um i'm a real good friend of tiffany stickovich's um mom and that's when she was in the uh, full body cast sitting there in the wheelchair and you were trying to get someone to get her out of the wheelchair so you could throw the wheelchair and it took a long time for you to get a few different people to prop her up but Man, yeah. once you got a hold of that wheelchair and threw it on the field, I th- I couldn't believe how far that you flung that thing. Any muscle you used to hold a chair above your head and throw it, the, those are the pretty much the only developed muscles I have at this point. Uh, but yeah, and also never try to throw a mechanical one of those electric wheelchairs. It, it'll it'll throw out your back. But that's why I always uh, uh, now I always make sure the same way some guys will go to play pool, they got their own pool cue. I, I always bring my own chair to every game. Oh. It's a special chair I got for my 50th birthday from a third wife. And uh, she it was a really, really nice chair. And uh, I can throw it and I can uh, break it down and fit in my pocket, actually. 
Oh, oh wow. so you, you you had your third wife when you were fifty, and you said, "How old are you now?" Fifty-two. Okay. Oh wow. So you've had two you had two wives in the last two or so years. Two two additional. Okay. That's right. I told you that TikTok. The wife Hollywood didn't last one too was long. three okay. months. What, yeah. what happened between the third wife and the TikTok wife? Was there a was well, there? You're a, really grilling me on this. I thought we're just going to talk about the college uh, Christian football league. Well, I just I didn't know if it was like a. You want to talk wife. about my fourth wife? I didn't know if it's like a vine wife or something, because, you know, that's kind of the connective technology. Do you have any recruits that you're excited about this year? Yeah. The thing about recruits is uh, uh, this is what a recruit is. Uh, recruit is someone who does, is not asking to play football. I got to go recruit them. Okay. Right? Right. So I already told you I'm going to some of the other churches in town. Uh, uh, let's see. We got a Chatham March, a Lafayette Ooh, yeah. Square, Cole oh, yeah. Noble. Yeah. Right, uh, Bluebird Trinity. Yeah, uh, you know I go there. I'll, I'll hang out around the field, uh, the periphery of their field, and uh, if I see a kid that has any talent, and I, I see him off by himself on the field, I might whistle or throw a pebble near him. Do you ever have problems with that of whistling at kids on a field? Oh yeah, and I'm also there with other guys uh, who are not good people. Right. Yeah. There are some swarthy people on the periphery of these fields, let me tell you, folks. There's drugs going on. There's Is perverts. That right? Really? There's all sorts of stuff going on. If you ever see a guy my age on a periphery of a field, not around anyone else, Stay away from that guy. I feel like, you know, coaches, you know, you being a coach, you're under such scrutiny, you know, they're making sure you don't, you're just trying to whistle about a play and they think you're whistling at some hot high school gal in the, in the bleachers. And, um, you're just under such scrutiny ever since this guy up in Sandusky, uh, uh, you know, just took a shower at the wrong time or something with his football team. I don't even know what happened, but now I'm sure they got coaches under a microscope. Right. Well, that's that's why I try to tell people. Like, I I try to tell people, look, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a coach in a Christian football league. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm part of the church system before I'm part of the football system. Mm, and the, right. And the churches awesome. have way bigger problems with pedophiles than uh, football teams do. It's not the football field. There's that's only right. so many Sanduskies. I can. Yeah. I got a I got a list of Catholic priests a mile long. That's true. If you look at the numbers, Catholic priests have molested and raped over, I think it's something like 300,000 kids. And um, I'm pretty sure there were only three football players ever molested or raped. Right. And I like that you're not even putting that in some time period. You're just, that could be a year or all time. It doesn't even matter. It just sounds, it's the proportion that matters. I think it's just mostly since the 50s. I think, oh, okay. since we started really recording yeah. that stuff. The first day they started recording that, they should have gone, you know what? This is a problem. I know. They were spending so much time keeping track instead of just sort of like uh, maybe yeah. trying to be like, let's neutralize this. Right. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Molested kid one. It's like, all right, let's stop recording. Let's put down the recording equipment and let's right, just stop but- this. Now, Coach Dresser, let me know if this is too personal of a question, but one of my favorite moments of all your games is when I see you huddle up with the boys pre-game and you do a, and you pray together and you you summon our Heavenly Father's um, powers and ask for His blessing to give you a win in the game. And and this is one of the things I struggle with as a believer is I'm watching you play, pray with your boys, but I'm also looking on the other side of the yard line and over there that coach from his church team is praying with his boys, and I always say now if both of the teams are praying for a victory i mean what's god to do yeah that's a great question that's a very good question i, I usually get that from my rookies uh first time they're in a huddle pray 
Um, at that point, because yeah, it's it's at that point, it's it's about uh, it's it's quality and quantity. So let, let's say both coaches are great prayers, right? We're going up against uh, Bluebird Trinity, uh, third week, and he he uh, that's Harwell over there, Coach Harwell. He's he's a great prayer. Uh, he and I golf together once in a while, and he's he's not shutting down his team either. They'll be there third oh, week. Good. I'll see you, Harwell. Awesome. Uh, he's a great prayer. So when I go up against him, I know that our prayers are probably going to tie, uh, and you can't have a tie in football. So then it's down to the, the the rest of the players on the team, on each team, as it should be, and uh, and how good they can pray. And, and they're the teenagers. They're not, they mm. do not know how to do nuanced prayers, right? Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Very simple Simple, simple. I'd, I'd say stupid prayers almost. Mm-hmm. They're so simple. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be at that point volume. Oh. So then it's about quantity. So it's uh, it's it's speed praying. Okay. And that's that's where we have to be. I can't I can't coach him up to make great prayers. So we it's just a bunch of prayers as quick as so it's as fa- talking as fast as you. Oh, we got to win today. We got to win today. I want. You have to talk like a. a, a, a uh, you're selling a cow. You understand, right? Ooh, an auctioneer. The auctioneer well, yeah. I sometimes when your when your volume does go up and we can hear you from the stands, it almost sounds like I'm listening to one of those rappers in Hamilton, where you're setting a record for words per minute. Yeah, I did not understand why people enjoyed that musical so much. Oh, really? My kids are so into it. They're playing it on Spotify every day. I know. It just doesn't sound like real rap to me. Well, being a Johnny Cash fan, what's your favorite kind of rap? Okay, my fourth wife was Azalea Banks. Oh, wow. If we're going to get into it. Uh, really? Elon Musk and I were roommates in college. Okay, and, uh, wow. He introduced me to Azalea. Oh, so you both, oh, you went to Southwest Missouri State. Yes. And uh, let's not talk about her, though. Okay. Wow. So, wow. You were dating as you were dating Azalea Banks. Yeah, That's I awesome. I did get into hip hop for a, a a hot six months. It's also cool that you think she's hip hop because you know a lot of people in hip hop would even say that you know she's not she's not great at least not very positive. And plus, she named a she named a kid like a bunch of wingdings. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. Coach Pat Dresser was played by Matt Besser. Follow him at Matt Besser and check out his podcast, Improv for Humans. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray House was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.